Welcome to Really Old Movies, I'm your host Harrison Scullin. Today I'll be reviewing what many consider to be the greatest film of all time. Starring and directed by the eccentric yet very intriguing Orson Welles, this episode is all about Citizen Kane. Okay, so to get into the plot and the backstory for Citizen Kane, So Charles Foster Kane, played by Orson Welles, he's died. His final words were Rosebud, and a group of reporters watching a highlight reel of his life to see if there's any meaning behind his final phrase. One of the reporters, Jerry Thompson, he's asked to interview those close to Kane to see what the word means. First, he goes and tries to see Susan Alexander, and she kicks him out because she's very depressed. And Susan Alexander, she was Kane's second wife. So then after that, he goes and he reads the mem- memoir of Walter Thatcher, who is Kane's legal guardian. And Kane's mentor and trust holder, and he was Kane's mentor and trust holder till Kane was 25. We learn that Kane grew up in Colorado and that his mother had a deed for a trust for a gold mine on their property the money from which would fund Kane's schooling and make him a very wealthy man because it was the third largest gold mine in the world. After reading this memoir, Thompson then interviews Mr. Bernstein, who's one of Kane's closest friends and is his personal assistant. When Kane turned 25, he bought a newspaper called The Inquirer and runs it as more of a gossip piece than actual news reporting. So it's more of yellow journalism, as was the commonplace during the 1890s. Kane grows with power as he buys out many journalists and circulates nationwide and of course as he marries a niece of the president of the United States. Thompson then goes and he meets Leland who's Kane's closest friend and Leland tells him about how Kane ran for governor of New York but his career was cut short with an affair scandal with Susan Alexander who ends up being Kane's new wife after he divorces his first one, Emily. And the result of the election, of course, because of this scandal, Kane has to pull out, and Jim Geddes, who is his uh, arch-rival, he ends up becoming governor. And then Thompson, he tries again with Susan Alexander, who's now like, accepting an interview, and she tells about how Kane went crazy, building her an opera house to make her into an opera singer. Susan... She sang and was pretty good at it, but not not on the level needed to be an, a world-famous opera singer. She never wanted any of it, and eventually she tries to kill herself to get his attention to get her to stop singing. Because show after show, people just keep saying she's terrible, and they keep shooting her down, and she's had enough of it. And... After years of being cooped up in Kane's mansion after this event, called Xanadu, she leaves him. And Thompson then, he goes and meets with the butler of Xanadu and says Kane went berserk after Susan left. And he destroyed her bedroom. And then while he's destroying it, Kane finds a snowball, I'm sorry, a snow globe, picks it up, and he keeps repeating the words rosebud over and over. And after the end of this, Thompson concludes that no one really knows the meaning of the word 
and it'll forever remain a mystery. And Cain's items, they're being organized, some of them being burned, and a sled is grabbed, looking similar to the one Cain had earlier in the movie, and it's tossed into the fire. And then when it's tossed in the fire, the camera zooms in and we realize that was Rosebud. He, what he was looking for was what he lost as a child. All right, so that's the plot to Citizen Kane. So now I'll get into my review overall. So the plot. I gave the plot a 4 out of 5. And the reason why I gave it a 4 out of 5 instead of a 5 out of 5 is because a lot of the information that we see in the beginning of the film is kind of repeated over and over, and which could get a little annoying sometimes. Especially considering how, you know, we see him run for governor. We see all this stuff already in the very beginning. Now, granted, it's a very short snippet, but I don't like the idea of a plot having to repeat itself over and over again. So that's why I gave it a four. But it was a really good plot. You know, very interesting, very intriguing to see the life of Charles Foster Kane. Very, very, very interesting life. And uh, it's definitely... To me, the storyline is kind of similar to how Rashomon was, where there's different points of view of similar situations. So, in that aspect, I guess, it was good. So, at the end of the day, we don't really know for sure what happened, because all of it was from the perspective of other people. So, overall, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Now, acting-wise, I gave it a 5 out of 5. Considering how all these people were basically nobodies they went from being theater actors to then being movie actors and i think that's phenomenal you know considering how none of them have ever done this before and i i'm very impressed and very intrigued with that and that kind of leads into my thoughts on the directing i gave that a five out of five you know this is first timer orson wells's First time or Orson Welles, right? He never made a movie before. And and he had this unprecedented advantage of basically making whatever he wanted. And for a first timer and just in general, his directing is fantastic. He was able to get real emotions and real different uh, points of view out of these people. Especially with himself. You would think because... He's the director, the writer, producer, creator. Um, you know, they would lead to like nepotism or the storyline kind of falling flat. An example is The Room. You know, Tommy Wiseau, he did all of it. The movie's a disaster. But there's something about Orson Welles' charm and his ability to act and direct. And it it, it really, really shows on this screen. So, like I said, 5 out of 5. Now, cinematography and special effects. I have to go with a 5 out of 5. It's insane what they were able to do in this movie. You know, some of the special effects didn't age as well, such as there's a giant painting that they used for Kane's poster behind him, one of the famous scenes in the movie. But when it's actually zoomed in on him, it really is a giant poster. But when we're far back coming in, we can kind of tell it's... Uh, it's a matte painting. But 
it, it was phenomenal. And what they were able to do as well with the makeup work was fantastic. You know, we see essentially the whole life of Charles Foster Kane. Now, obviously, they got a child actor, but Orson Welles and a lot of the other actors, they played the same characters throughout the whole film. So the makeup work they were able to do to make them look old and big and fat, and it was an insane how realistic it looked, especially on Charles Foster Kane himself. You know, Orson Welles kind of had a full head of hair, and then they're able to show his hair kind of receded when as he got older. So, because of all that, I give it a five out of five. Now, music. The music itself, there isn't a whole lot of, and it's just pretty generic. It's nothing special. So I give it a three out of five, just because it's not nothing too crazy. So, telling it all up, the final score is four point four out of five, but I'll average it down to four out of five so yeah it's a great film it's one of my favorite movies i've seen it maybe 15 times now i've seen it a lot and i notice new things every time i see it and i really recommend checking this out is it the greatest movie of all time though well i think that is definitely up for debate and as we see over the years that kind of thinking has changed a little bit now, some consider Vertigo to be the greatest film of all time, and then Citizen Kane being the second or third. Personally, I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time, but I just think in general that's a hard thing to decide. You know, art is subjective, right? And to me, having the notion that only one movie could be the greatest of all time, I think is a little silly. You know, it's a great film. And it's in my top 20. You know, it's a really good movie, and I highly recommend checking it out. Just seeing the history of America during the 1870s to the 1940s. It's a really, really cool look at that. But at the same time, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. My favorite movie of all time is Casablanca. And to me, I think that one is a lot better than this one. But... Again, I enjoyed it. I I was able to see it in theaters. That was really cool. I highly recommend doing that if you have the chance. And uh, yeah, those are my thoughts and feelings on Citizen Kane. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, which is brought by brought to you by Anchor. Make sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to keep up with the newest episodes, as well as Instagram and Facebook and any other social media for that matter, to keep up to date, to learn some uh, historical behind-the-scenes items about each week's particular film. All right, well, thank you guys so much. This has been Really Old Movies with Harrison Scullin. Take care.